0: or by hard labor, want of necessaries, and mean or insufficient diet, on the other hand, bring distemper upon themselves by the natural consequences of their way of living, that the middle station of life was calculated for all kind of virtue and all kind of enjoyments, that peace and plenty were the handmaids of a middle fortune, that temperance, moderation, quietness, health, society, all agreeable diversions, and all desirable pleasures, were the blessings attending the middle station of life. That this way men went silently and smoothly through the world, and comfortably out of it, not embarrassed with the labors of the hands, or of the head, not sold to a life of slavery for daily bread, nor harassed with perplexed circumstances which rob the soul of peace and the body of rest, nor enraged with the passion of envy or the secret burning lust of ambition for great things, but in easy circumstances sliding gently through the world and sensibly tasting the sweets of living without the bitter, feeling that they are happy, and learning by every day's experience to know it more sensibly. After this he pressed me earnestly, and in the most affectionate manner, not to play the young man, nor to precipitate myself into miseries which nature, and the station of life I was born in, seemed to have provided against, that I was under no necessity of seeking my bread, that he would do well for me, and endeavored to enter me fairly into the station of life which he had just been recommending to me, and that if I was not very easy and happy in the world, it must be my mere fate or fault that must hinder it, and that he should have nothing to answer for, having thus discharged his duty in warning me against measures which he knew would be to my hurt. In a word, that... "'as he would do very kind things for me "'if I would stay and settle at home, as he directed, "'so he would not have so much hand in my misfortunes "'as to give me any encouragement to go away. "'And to close all, he told me, "'I had my elder brother for an example, "'to whom he had used the same earnest persuasions "'to keep him from going into the low country wars, "'but could not prevail.' his young desires prompting him to run into the army where he was killed. And though he said he would not cease to pray for me, yet he would venture to say to me that if I did take this foolish step, God would not bless me, and I should have leisure hereafter to reflect upon having neglected his counsel, when there might be none to assist in my recovery. I observed in this last part of his discourse, which was truly prophetic, though I suppose my father did not know it to be so himself, I say I observed the tears run down his face very plentifully, especially when he spoke of my brother who was killed, and that when he spoke of my having leisure to repent, and none to assist me, he was so moved, that he broke off the discourse and told me his heart was so full he could say no more to me. I was sincerely affected with this discourse, and indeed, who could be otherwise? And I resolved not to think of going abroad any more, but to settle at home according to my father's desire. But, alas, a few days wore it all off, and, in short, to prevent any of my father's further importunities, In a few weeks after, I resolved to run quite away from him. However, I did not act quite so hastily as the first heat of my resolution prompted, but I took my mother, at a time when I thought her a little more pleasant than ordinary, and told her that my thoughts were so entirely bent upon seeing the world that I should never settle to anything with resolution enough to go through with it, and my father had better give me his consent than force me to go without it.